Welcome back to your daily dose. Thanks for tuning in. Once again, our little podcast defies simple description. Today, we bounce all over the planet from exploring the origins to mega monster Mothra to extracting family lessons from anime to discussing a truly unconventional superhero. And we do that all in six minutes. Stay alert, friends. You're going to have to keep up. Enjoy. Okay, who decided? Hey, you know what's scary? Moths. Yeah. Let's make a giant one. I think people are people can be scared of moths. Oh, they're uh, flying. Yeah. We talked about in one of the last conversations I was just listening to, we talked about butterflies yeah. being angry. <laughs> but also you described a butterfly with a steak knife. Like how horrifying is that? Exactly. That is definitely a liability way to happen. Yeah. For like sure. The thing can't control itself before it had the steak knife in terms of flying. Right. It's an erratic flyer. Well, and then add to that the moth's obsession with the flame. It's so much of an obsession. It's yep. a cliche, right? Can't control its wings and can't control its emotions. <laughs> this is the ultimate like like unintentional kamikaze. Yeah. It's just like it can't help itself. But then guess what? The other side is I kind of love something that just can't help itself but run at the thing that it wants. Oh, yeah. From a metaphor perspective. Yeah. yeah. And yet, then you get a chance to see how stupid that looks when it's not working out, but they still keep going for it. So it's got kind of two sides. Hey, go for what you love, but don't be an idiot about it. Once you get there and realize you're just going to bounce off it. <laughs> Although I did discover... Or burn. Right. <laughs> if you start burning yourself, maybe well, it's go a, the other way. It's a Darwin thing, yeah. right? It's about evolution. And I, it's funny because I just shared a quote recently with an, with an audience that Darwin says that, you know, that it's not the fastest or the smartest or the strongest that survives, but it's the one that's most adaptable to change. Mm-hmm. And my interpretation of that was uh, that it's really not how high you jump or how, how fast you run, but how well you bounce. It's like you have to find a way to deal with the bounce. Uh, and the best bouncers are the ones who survive. Uh, it's not graceful or elegant, but it's kind of a fumbling forward in a way that will allow you to, to handle what's, what's thrown at you. Yeah. Maybe. And the best bouncers are Patrick Swayze. I was thinking Mr. T, but you know something? Patrick Swayze could dance and bounce you. Yeah. And Roadhouse, I have to admit, pretty cool guy. He landed a neurosurgeon. Yeah. But... What kind of bouncing does that? We should all aspire to Patrick Swayze. I just got something. With the Mothra thing too, it might be a cultural thing. Do you watch like a lot or any Japanese animation, anime, cartoons, or any of the movies or any of that stuff? Very little. I did more when I was younger. When yeah. I was a kid, I was I was into Ultraman. Yep. Uh, and I was into the Godzillas and uh, and I was into uh, Speed Racer. Yeah, uh, and Kimba the White Lion. Those were those are the things that I really turned me on when I was a kid. I didn't even realize that they were a Japanese made or anime. That's the beauty of cartoons. Sure, you know when you only have two motions for your mouth, you can put any language <laughs> in those two motions for your mouth. You know the same with Bank and Rash claymation. Uh, you know, like the the Rudolph the Red Nose Ring. Oh yeah, yeah. They, there's like three expressions on the face, and yet they accomplish the full spectrum of performance with it. So I wonder if moths represent then. Some sort of not horrifying creature, but some uh, like maybe there's a legend associated with a moth in Japanese culture or something along those lines that caused them to do that. I was um, I do watch quite a bit. I watch some with my son and some of it's uh, Japanese, some of it's Korean. Uh, But 
he makes me, I think I may have mentioned this to you before. So he knows that I'll watch. He will uh, not turn it on to dub. He'll turn it on the uh, subheadings so that I have to read it in order to keep up with what's going on. I can't look at my phone. Like you are indistractable, undistractable when you have to read what's going on. on I know that's true. I won't watch a foreign film unless I can give it my full attention because it does require it. But what a smart young man who knows how to grab your attention and force you to watch. And does it work for you? I mean, oh, 100%. Like the shows that I watch with him that are uh, sub, not dub. Um, I have much more knowledge of them and I can have conversations about them afterwards. What I do think is interesting, though, talking about the culture of it and the difference in culture is the interpretation of some of the stuff. Like if Americans are um, portrayed in Japanese cartoons and anime, it's they they have a very different perspective of what I would have being having lived here for 46 years and all that. But then they also bring in a lot of legends that aren't their own. So there's this one cartoon I thought you would not appre- appreciate isn't the right word. <laughs> you would not like this Ooh. because uh, it's called Fate and there's different versions of it. And basically they're all fighting over the Holy Grail, which will grant a wish okay. once they get it, because that's what the Holy right. Grail does. Yeah, of course it does. I guess. Um, but they each have like each of the champion, the human champions or the sorcerers, whatever they are, um, has a legendary fighter. So it's Gilgamesh. It's King Arthur. Oh, wow. All these different ones. Guess what? One of the most powerful ones is Satan. No, Buddha, Buddha, Buddha as a fighter, as a warrior champion, as a Buddha. Yeah. I was just like, that is no, that is a no. Wow. Like, wow. I get some of these other ones, but really Buddha? It seems counter to who he is, but then I start to think about it. Can you use goodness as a weapon? Can can you cause if you can, that might be my weapon. <laughs> I, I might I might be the nuke producer there. All I'm saying is I I this something I kinda like I'll be honest with you. Okay. I, I, but I wanna I wanna costume him up though. If he's gonna be a badass. Oh, you I, have I, to. I, I will send you and I'll put it up on the uh on the site. I'll send you what yes, he looks costume? Like. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. You should see it's this very ornate thing. He's got this whole like um halo weapon thing oh, that yeah. shoots uh, all sorts of uh, spears and stuff. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That actually. is that is badass. I love that concept. Now I have to think. <laughs> now I can't stop thinking about it. Buddha as like a superhero. Thank you for listening to your daily dose. This is Nick. A moth flaps its wings at the beginning of this episode and causes Buddha to be a powerful warrior by the end. I'll include some links on weekdaydose.net so you can see the philosopher, and I believe he's a noted pacifist, in combat action. In the meantime, get out there and watch some cartoons with your friends and family.